Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead, take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. We're going to talk to uh, Nick Brown in just a moment about uh, Speedway because the Speedway season is underway and the likes of uh, Buddy Kofoid are out. Buddy Kofoid's a a youngster, a young midget driver who is out as well and also a guy called Thomas Miserall who's, uh, uh, man, he's uh, like a 19 times uh, USAC uh, National Series champion in the midget, so he's out here as well. So there's a lot, a lot going on. I think the the hard thing for people to understand right now is that there is no no Western Springs uh, with the floods uh, earlier this year absolutely decimated Western Springs, and I don't think there is any any hunger. Uh, by administrators, you don't start me, uh, to go back to Western Springs. But Waikaraka Park is there, and the future of Speedway is always going to be an interesting one, so we'll just wait and see. But uh, Nick Brown, old mate of mine, good fella, great, great broadcaster, to say the least. And what I haven't told you, Nick, is that maybe we're going to have a longer chat, because I know you you love your Warriors, and we're going to maybe the second half of this chat talk about the Warriors if, you, if, you're, if you're keen. Would that be a hard sell for you? Always keen to talk about the Warriors, you know that. <laughs> Morning, mate. Happy festive season. And the same to you, Stephen. How's things? Yeah, mate. Uh, rocking, rocking along, as always. Uh, lots going on. And the summer is traditionally the Speedway season. And you've been around Speedway. I can't remember how long you've been around Speedway. But I suppose the hard thing this year for any Speedway lover is no Western Springs. Yeah, well, we will be back in the Springs uh, in February. We've got, uh, oh. I think, Four, four confirmed meetings from February, uh, possibly a fifth one, depending on how, how things go uh, in negotiations. But, I mean, it was the damage that was caused by the, um, the storm uh, last January uh, that actually put paid to the stadium. I mean, it, it, the, the whole hill behind the, um, the concrete stands moved about 600 millimetres. Um, oh, and honestly, it was basically the speedway track that was holding the place together. Um so uh, there was a lot of work that needed to be done. And, of course, with the uh, fantastic indecision of the um, city council, uh, and not a lot of that was even started or even thought about until, like, November. And that's that case, the, uh, the season had already started for us. Uh, okay, well that's that's well that's breaking news to me because I didn't even realise that there was. I thought I thought she was done and dusted, uh, and so that's that's great news. Well, we're into the season, so we've we've got the Americans out again, uh, the likes of uh, young Buddy Coford and Thomas Miserall. Now, Thomas Miserall, as I was just having a little rummage around, he just he's just uh, d- uh, parted ways with his regular team, which was RM Racing. I think he won ten championships with them, but he's got like nineteen uh, series USAC series championships to his name. That's a hell of a name to have out here it is i mean and he's been the hot shoe really for the last um the last couple of months so he's always been turning up uh, in brilliant performances through usac so it was uh, a real pleasure to know that he was coming down to new zealand to do the circuit down here for the minus midget series um and we were really looking forward to it and there was um a new car with a, a locally built engine that was part of it and um team has had a Little, a few issues trying to get to grips with it. We found out after Bay Park that uh, part of that issue was the throttle linkage had actually broken. So uh, that made controlling the beast just a little more strenuous than it needed to be. 
But uh, hopefully everything will be sorted out for Palmerston tonight and we will really see the talent of this man. So we are talking midgets here, right? We're not talking sprint cars. We're talking midgets. These guys are coming out, right? Yeah, yeah it's, uh, it's the Midas midget series for the East Coast. Um, and you see, the interesting thing about that is Buddy Kofoid, you may remember. Yeah. I think this is going back like about five years. He was the um, New Zealand sprint car champion. He came over, raced in the South Island, a little bit in the North Island, picked up the, uh, the sprint car title. So technically an undefeated New Zealand sprint car champion. Um, raced here a couple of years ago as well, but also, in, in the, as is always in the States, campaigned some midgets and sprint cars. So he's a very, very handy driver. How's and he, uh, he really showed it up how's he rolling the other night. At, um, sorry, man. I'll he, yeah. <laughs> sorry, he is something else to watch. Um, at Bay Park the other night, it was a very heavy track. And my mate Graham Sandring was telling me to, to watch the way he enters the corner. He he goes in a lot deeper, a lot later. The car's a lot straighter, so he doesn't have to uh, wriggle the car so much around the corner. So his exit speed is always high. Um, so he's he's a very technical driver, and it's amazing to watch it. But so was Michael Pickens, who chased him down in the feature. Michael Pickens got an unfortunate call from the um, the officials. Ended up running out of grid seventeen and ran Buddy Kofoid down to pull up second place. It was a stunning drive. I saw some in-car camera on IG. That's Instagram. That's my hip way of saying Instagram, by the way. Uh, right. <laughs> of uh, Pickens going through the field. Uh, he just makes it look so easy. Yeah. I mean, this guy's not the 10 times New Zealand uh, uh, midget champion for no reason. He's uh, raced in the States. He's got just great car craft. It's unbelievable the way he settles quickly into the car and finds the, the limit of, of adhesion, the, the limits of the car very, very quickly and uses it all the way through the field. And I've, it's a real pleasure for the time that I've been associated with Speedway to actually watch him drive. And I mean, he was sort of just coming out of quarter midgets getting into midgets, and that's where his skill really showed up. And man alive, is he something else to watch. Hey, do you want to hear a fun fact? This is me blowing my own horn. I've actually, on, I've actually driven Michael Pickens' sprint car around Waikaraka Park. <laughs> you rocker. Because uh, yeah, I was going to say, have you ever done that? Because then I was going to blow horns. Well, actually, I have. I did eight laps. I was allowed to do eight laps. Uh, and <laughs> about 800 horsepower. They actually had to put a bigger seat in because my bum's so big. Because I'll tell you what, it's, <laughs> it is the first time, Nick, that I've ever got uh, felt claustrophobic in one of those cars. And this is an 800. Really? Yeah. I got in there and went, Oh, okay. And I was suit was probably a bit tight, maybe, maybe because I actually I actually got into Michael Pickens' suit, which is now you know how tiny he is, right? So wow. let's just yeah. ma- maybe that's why I felt close. But honestly, the the thrill of putting eight hundred horsepower on your foot and then fi- it took me about three laps to figure it out. And then once you go, you go, oh my gosh, these things yeah. are unbelievable. How they control them at their speed is just phenomenal to watch, and you'll see it up close every every weekend. Yeah, one of the funny things, though, if you have you never been in a midget? No, I mean, the, the, no, there was no way I was going to get in one of those. <laughs> okay, if you get into a sprint car, there is a ton more room in the sprint car. <laughs> you, you, you sort of sit there and you go, holy cow, I could put a couch in here and a TV and 
Uh, you are midgets are really tight and claustrophobic. Well, you're right. Well, then there's no way I'd be wedging my fat ass in there. I, I tell you, it's oh. inter- interesting talking to Michael about you know running a team. I didn't realise that midgets were a more expensive uh, item to produce and run than a sprint car, which is the bigger car. Yeah, uh, it's what well, technology is part of it, and by, by technology, I mean the the quality. Uh, and precision of the parts made because things happen a lot quicker in a midget than they do in a sprint car. The sprint car has the, um, I, I'd say a luxury. It's a luxury of it warns you when things are going to go wrong just a little bit quicker than a, uh, than a midget does. A midget, if it lets go, it lets go in such a hurry that the uh, like forces that are involved when, in a turnover or, or a rollover are very, very instant. So it, it's mostly to do with uh, keeping the driver safe and having um, components that, that will stand the stresses. Yeah. Um, and sprint cars are a lot more forgiving. I mean, not, not a lot more because they're still tremendously fast, but um, midgets tend to let go in a, in a quicker, faster way. Yeah, well, I think the key word you used was components. I think Michael was referencing that there are so many bespoke components for a sprint car is why, why the, the cost of running them and putting them together uh, goes through the roof. Now, you mentioned uh, some, some odd decisions the other day. Do you want, uh, yeah. do you want to uh, highlight that? Yeah, round one of Wycracker Park. Um, I'm talking about an international series where we had the top New Zealand drivers, the uh, the visiting Americans. Um, uh, we also had uh, a young guy uh, coming over from Australia. He used to drive um, in New Zealand, Matthew McCutcheon, but he's been racing um, uh, Super 2s in uh, right. Australia. He came back um, and he uh, joined up with the Auto Super Shops team, um, HR Racing. Um, so we, essentially we had a couple of uh, Americans, uh, an Australian, and the best in New Zealand, one of those being Brad Mosen and uh, the other one, Aaron Hodgson, who after the first meeting at Wycracker Park, both got excluded for 22 days, effectively writing off their campaign. So the the teams, everyone involved with that, you know, they've just uh, signed off for racing for the, for the summer, for the uh, Midas Midget Series. It was, there were indiscretions that if they happened in the heat of the moment, yeah. um, there would have been a decision by uh, Speedway New Zealand that wouldn't have been quite as uh, damaging and a lot of people have been talking about perhaps there could have been some leniency at the beginning of the um, uh, the series um, but having said that spoken to both drivers and they've taken it on the chin done and dusted and um, what has happened is that um, Hayden Williams who's an ex-New Zealand midget champ will be taking over Shane Alex uh, 35 car the, the car that um, uh, Aaron Hodgson has been driving he'll be picking that up in Palmerston North tonight and that is a quick car to watch but it, it just seems that Speedway New Zealand officials came over for everyone there. They they appeared to be very kind of heavy-handed in the decision. Oh, well, their officials, they, 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 they like to be heavy-handed, you know. Makes them feel important. Like in rugby league? Yeah, like put that white jacket on there and anything can happen. Can I have my medal now, please, for my 40 years service? Mitch Fabish, what's, 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 what's up with Mitch Fabish at the moment? Mitch Fabish has actually turned in some brilliant results in the uh, the first couple of meetings of the Midas Midget Series. You know, he's performing well in in the field and in, in the heat racing. Um, yeah, nothing absolutely outstanding, except that he's amazingly consistent and has pulled off two third positions uh, in two meetings. And he's one of those ones that 
he starts um, like in the first couple of rows and you watch him progress through the field as the night goes on. And then you suddenly realize when the checkered flag comes out, that's Mitch Fadish, who's been contesting for, for second or third. And you think, well, where did he come from? I mean, stunning, stunning drives. Hey, what's, what are the crowds like? Um, White Racket Park, because it's not our traditional home for Western Springs, uh, not, not as big. But then again, the weather has played um, yeah. uh, quite a, a big role. Like we're expecting rain. And at Bay Park, um, just the other night, it was hosing down with rain in the morning. And the <laughs> track was very heavy. And, of course, a lot of people make that decision. They go, I'm not going to sit in the stand. But by like four o'clock in the afternoon, things had cleared up. The track prep, they got out there and they tidied up the track quite nicely, big, flat and wide. Some great racing in there. And I, I think we got good crowds for them. Uh, if it was a hot day, we would have easily doubled the crowds. But Palmy tonight should be a ripper. Oh, yeah, they, they love it down there. Don't they have the New Zealand champs down there soon? <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, the, the best thing about that is uh, if you ever want to go to the New Zealand Stock Car Teams Champs, in Palmerston, then you better start thinking now about next year's because they sell out the tickets, they, the town gets packed, and uh, it, it's a it's a huge huge event. It's but it's manic too. Those those, those stock car team champs are literally all out war, aren't they? It's entertaining during the um, uh, during the preliminary rounds leading up to it. You can see the tactics starting to come out. You think, oh, I, I see what's going to develop here, and then when it comes to the grand finale. That's when the all-out war starts, and uh, you you end up giggling like a like a madman as you watch it. It's just brilliant. Talk to me about Ayrton Hodson. Now I know Ayrton Hodson because he's racing a Porsche in the Somerset New Zealand GT Championship, but I know he's doubling up racing sprint cars, right? Yeah, yeah. He's um, I think he loves it. Uh, you know, Porsche driving is. Um, um, quite precise, <laughs> and, and also sprint car racing can become quite precise. So certainly, when uh, you get the likes of Michael Pickens, particularly if you're uh, Mr. Hudson, you're driving down the straights, and uh, Pickens comes up on the outside or the inside, because Michael will wait for you to pick your line, and then he'll pass you wherever you're not. Yeah, he's that kind of driver. So. Um, on a heavy field like we had at Bay Park, um, the cars were digging in just a little bit, but then once they hit the straights, they'd really open up, and it was it was um, like heavy traffic out there. Um, and he he did well. I mean, he's, you can clearly see the guy knows how to handle horsepower. Um, it's just the the trickiness of the car and the way it switches quite quickly. Once he's dialed that in, and I mean in probably three races. He'll be competing uh, with the big boys up the front. Yeah, all right. Hey, um, we're going to talk rugby league in just a moment, but before we uh, just wrap up this, when's the next meeting at Waikaraka Park? Is There's one coming up, is there not? Is it uh, New Year's Day or the 2nd of Jan? Uh, New Year's Day. Yeah. New Year's Day at Waikaraka Park, and then uh, you never know. Uh, it'll be the end of January, beginning of February. We might be in the springs. We're still kind of waiting on confirmation of that. Yeah, don't hold your breath if it's the Auckland City Council. But hey, uh, you'd certainly hope that, that that comes together. And working with Mister One Hundred Percent is always fun, right? Graham Standring, one of the oh. one of the nicest guys in motorsport, and one of the smartest readers of how a car can uh, can run. And he knows everybody. It doesn't matter where you go; people come out of the woodwork. And they talk to Graham about uh, the old days, the future days. They they seek advice from the man because I mean he he really has done it all. I mean he's not a sprint car driver; he's a TQ champion, a midget champion. But um, he knows 
uh, he's got a very good eye for the way people set their car up and the way it drives, and he's a, he's just a, a fountain of information. All right, you're, it's, it's interesting. Are you ready to talk about we, passion, uh, pa- passion number two now, the uh, Warriors? Yeah, go on. All right. Well, we'll, I'll tell you what, we'll have a wee break and uh, we'll come back. And you are listening to Nick Brown, Speedway expert and also the voice of the Warriors on game day. Got to love it. Stay with us on SENZ. Get on the Timber Bedpost text line like no other, double eight, double three. Nick Brown is the voice of the Warriors on game day. How long have you been doing it, man? Uh, Well, 29 years now. I mean, from day one. Oh, okay. Okay. And it's for for me, listening to you, uh, you make game day. Oh, thank you very much for that. Um, I, I try, tend to approach it as like I'm just as big a fan as the the, the people that have paid money to come through the gate to watch their favourite team. Uh, I'm just lucky I've got a microphone, and, and consequently, I've been in trouble with the uh, the NRL a couple of times because of a couple of things I've said, but. It's all done in the passion and the heat of the moment of the game, and you feel like a big fan. Oh, that was early in the piece, wasn't it, when you, you got a bit excited and, and started. Didn't you start? Um, what did you? It was, it was something about the other team, wasn't it? <laughs> I, no, no. There, there was a, it was a simple thing. Um, it was a Bulldogs game. Hazamel Masri was going to score 2,000 points if he got this kickover, and all I said was, I said, look, this is an important moment of the game for Hazamel Masri, and, of course, the NRL game, as a whole, he gets this, he scores his 2,000 points. Let's give him a moment of silence. And uh, they started bottling. They, the crowd started throwing some plastic bottles down the field. And Steve Folks, who was the coach at the time, was not happy. Wows. Wowzers. <laughs> what is it? For, I remember when I was doing rugby, the, the, one of the thrills for me was just driving up to the ground on game day. And just that 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 moment, you drive in, it's still pretty empty, and you you, you get you start your setup and you you prep for the game. Do, do you have a, a routine, and do you still have that feeling every time you you drive in? Uh, it, it's got uh, it's more tempered, but I still have um, something that I do, and as I come in and make sure we have a meeting to make sure we all know what we're doing, then I've got maybe half an hour. And I'll always go down to the field just to stand on the field. And you take a look at there and you say, yep, this is the day. Today is the day. Yeah. And you just touch the grass. It's just it's just something I do. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I get that completely, mate. I mean, you must have been like many, many people uh, this year, stunned. And let's be blunt, stunned at how well they went all the way to the preliminary final. I was enormously proud. I mean, for, for the, the COVID years when we were based in Australia, I was proud of the way the team came together. Uh, a little disappointed, but then again, I could understand why, because they're separated from their families. Uh, the four games we had back at Mount Smart, there were moments of greatness and then moments where you could tell the strain was showing on the boys. And the way they pulled together this year, and it, for me, it's not the fact that we made the prelims. It's the fact that the team played as a team all the way through. And win, lose, or draw... Everyone was there for everyone else in the team, and that was so important. Hell of an effort by a rookie head coach, hey, and Andrew Webster. Yeah. Oh, he was just fantastic. And, um, you know, you, you can see um, that we're not where he wants to be yet, uh, and that means we're getting the trophy, full stop. <laughs> I love how you say we, we. You see, I've, I've always had to be impartial and, and not say we, but I love it how, how you've just, uh, you're in, it's ingrained in your soul now. Uh, Rod, RTS comes back. Uh, where do you think they, they, they go, they're playing in the centres, don't they? They've got to play them in the centres. Chance goes at full back. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, did you watch the, um, 
uh, New Zealand-Australia game where the Aussies didn't score a point and uh, Charles Nicole Klogstad was the fullback. Yep. And they were teasing. They were teasing. They were making space in the field, forcing Cherry Evans to kick to open space. And I was watching um, Charles, uh, sorry, um, uh, Nicole Klogstad, and I was thinking, what is he doing? He's giving it. And I thought, oh, it's because they're making him kick there because it was a brilliant technique. And uh, Chance was just unbelievable. He'd pick up the ball and he'd be so confident about what was happening. And, he was, and he'd pull in 30 metres. And he's easy. Pl- and playing busted as well, as we found out afterwards, which was an even more yeah. more superhuman effort. But you don't get you don't win games in, in the great game of rugby league without a good pack. And uh, having Tohu Harris uh, re-sign on was, was a huge go. And, and keeping Adam Fanua Blake for another year, just a little bit of a sigh of relief. Very much so. Uh, Adam Fanua Blake, uh, to be honest with you, was my player of the Warriors last uh, this season because he was just... He was like a wall on defence, but suddenly he would find a way through through the field and he would just marshal on up the field. And if he didn't get a try, he would offload to someone who would get a try. And the, the timing of that man was impeccable. Uh, have you got up the wires imprinted on your mind now? Up the wires? Is that going to become... Did you use that as part of your uh, entertainment? Well, we did, we did it uh, towards the end. I mean, it, it's good to jump on a bandwagon because everyone gets on a bandwagon. But um, we started out as the Warriors, we'll always be the Warriors. Uh, and uh, if, if there's something along the way that catches the attention and helps us get better, then we'll go with that. So right on now, up the wires. Okay, uh, with RTS coming back and, and pretty much no change to the lineups. I mean, we've seen Volkman gone as well, but you know he was never really pushing too hard anyway. It looks like he's going to the, the Dragons. Uh, do they go? Do they go to the big dance this year? No, sorry, next yep. year. I keep I think I keep thinking we're in 24. My apologies. Uh, well, it feels like, I mean, training started before Christmas and they, they had their sights clearly set on making the big dance. So I'll, I'm just going to say unequivocally, <laughs> yes. I've already got a bet on with um, a friend of mine. Each year we make the bet, see who finishes highest, Broncos or the Warriors. Um, and, uh, yeah, naturally I had to pay up. But uh, I think Evan will be coughing up um, in the 24 season. You're a great mate and a great friend, Nick. Uh, Thanks so much for sharing your Speedway knowledge and also your your Warriors fun times as well. We'll talk again and Happy New Year, buddy. And the same to you. Can I just say one thing, Stephen? I really enjoyed your coverage of the the America's Cup build-up because... I really don't like yachting, but you make it interesting. <laughs> well, thanks. Thank you. I appreciate that. You can look forward to that more in, in August, September, October of next year in Barcelona. There you go. Thanks, mate. <laughs> thanks, buddy. Take care.